Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. It's Wednesday. We've bellied back up to the bar. The the on sign is on. Dib, Dibs has made it. He, you know, the jet setter that he is becoming here uh, has made it here with us. And uh, I'm going to say it now. Whatever, you know, ladies and gentlemen, whoever you're into, I know you've probably already seen his pictures. We're putting up on Instagram and TikTok. I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll announce the bad news now. There is no OnlyFans page. We verified it. It doesn't exist. Um, he's an happily married man. Uh, he, you can't you can't have him. Uh, he does look like Jason Momoa's stunt double at this point. Um, he is his Instagram handle does it all. This this just says I don't even need to come up with any lines for this as I normally do. We have with us. The cuddly Canadian, which was his boxing name, Mr. Chris Laurent. Yeah, I was about to fuck it up. Laurent. <laughs> I have no idea. What's up, Chris? Thanks for having me, Sean. That's a that's a big intro. <laughs> I, I try to. I try no to pressure. No pressure at all. No. I have my first objection. We said oh. the word jet setter, but this is in Michigan. Would that really be Jet Set? <laughs> uh, he's a U. He's almost a Uper too. Uh, I, I, I hate the term Uper, man. Like I should adopt it just because I can market it, but I can't. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, Dibs. I mean, well, the reason I called him a Jet. You call me Southern Canadian. <laughs> well, the reason I called him a Jet Setter is we were getting ready to do the show, and he's like, he's like, oh man, I'm I'm getting ready, getting ready to head out, you know, flying to flying to Detroit. You know, and you gotta say Detroit. You gotta say it like in the like the real like douchey way and call it Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> full douchey and be like, I'm heading to Detroit. <laughs> so there you go. I went full in on it. Went full in. So, Chris, welcome, brother. Thank you for coming on with us tonight. Thanks for having me, my man. Absolutely. So, let's go ahead and get this house clean and done and get ready. For those of you that are jumping on here watching us right now, please make sure you're going ahead and sharing this to any social media you got. We need to get Chris out there. He he's trying to get get his name out there. We want to get it out there for him. So make sure you're sharing it to all all your social medias. And if you're just finding us for the first time because of Chris, make sure whatever platform you're on right now, you give it a like, follow, share. Go ahead and jump on Apple, you whatever you're using. Make sure you give us a like and a comment. That that star rating actually matters. I thought it didn't when I first got into this, and thought it was just like something douchey that people said because they were a pain in the ass. But trust me, folks, this is how it gets known. This is how other people find out what you enjoy. And you can say, I already knew about that. What took you so long? So you can do those kind of things. But over my right shoulder, Chris, do you know what sticker in a cause is? Do you know what that is? Sticker in a cause? You're going to have to enlighten me. I'll enlighten you on what sticker in a cause is. So sticker in a cause is if you have something that you're supporting, maybe you have a gym. Maybe you are a Krav Maga instructor. Maybe you are a lawyer. Holy shit, Chris, you're all of that. You know, <laughs> maybe you're any one of those things. 
you reach out to us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, even our emails, the Above the Bar podcast. Reach out. Let me know uh, what you got going on, and I'll give you the address. You send me a sticker. We put it up on the board, and I advertise you for free, and everybody can see the board. So it's free advertising. I love it, man. Beautiful. Look, there's too many of us out here that are trying to do something, and we're all, and too many people that are trying to keep it too close to the vest. So we, we throw that uh, – Throw that right up there for them. So, and Amen. the other thing Amen. is, maybe your maybe your media has gotten a little chubby and getting picked on in the schoolyard. Make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. That's D I B S, and you can find Dibs on Facebook at Media by Dibs, and you can find him on Instagram at Media by Dibs, and on LinkedIn at Andrew Dibble D I B B L E. No S. No S at the end. <laughs> no S at the end. That's become a thing now because I can't. I ruin people's names on a fairly regular basis. Uh, so make sure you reach out to him. And you mentioned belly up to the bar to dibs. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order and a free consultation. I, I can tell you right now, if you've looked, anybody who's looked into media, if you've never looked into it and you don't understand how important a free consultation on your yeah. media is, you've those cats make a lot of money. So trust me. The, the those firms you need to reach out to them so the bar is open everything is set up make sure we're all going and uh sharing away uh how are you mr chris i i'm good that's a that's a whole list of accolades uh but first i i need to find a wife that knows how to clean her webcam camera so i'm just going to give it a quick <laughs> quick wipe here look we, we just we honestly just got married a month and a half ago i think i've divorced congratulations three times already <laughs> That, that is a, three, a month. Any so I think I saw your pictures. Uh, where 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 was the honeymoon? I got to ask because everybody's, you know, the honeymoon. It's it a weird thing. It was a weird one. We did our honeymoon first. We had um, my boss was getting married in Italy, so we were going to travel there anyway. And um, we're trying to put this wedding together ourselves. We're kind of self sufficient people, so we're thinking, man, weddings are stupid expensive. Let's just elope when we're in Italy. We'll go, uh, you know, a week early. Hopped on a boat in the Amalfi Coast. It was gorgeous. I nice. loved every second of it. A couple of friends, easy, no, you know, uh, no stress. But you still got to do, when you come home, you got to do the one for, for your family, for your close ones and all that. So then we had basically two weddings. We had a second wedding here when we got home. And uh, with all the stress that that can have, it makes it easier because in our minds, we're already married. You know, it's everything. Awesome. Just roll with it. <laughs> and I'm assuming that, that Eva is your mom. That's my mom. Mom's already on here. Mom, more hearts. More hearts, Ma. <laughs> I'm not quite sure who uh I think I know who, who this is. Uh I think it's my buddy Keith, but he's because his for whatever reason, whenever he throws a comment out, it never shows his name. It just oh it says, Oh hey. It, for whatever reason. So I think that's my buddy Keith. So I'm embarrassed about this, man. I don't want to be like I'm not a millennial anymore. I think I'm too old for it, but I somehow after Instagram started getting going, I just stopped even knowing how to log into my Facebook. I relearned the other day because I had to find old stuff. And I was like, oh, there's a whole, like, this Facebook's all new now. There's a whole new app out there. <laughs> used to be well, like, every, where you post everything like, is new. Tales. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is new. Like, I just had Crazy. to start learning TikTok, like, start learning TikTok for our hockey team. I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel 8,000 years old trying to learn something Dude. new that one of the people that followed me looked like they were six. And I'm like, oh, no, this is cool. I'm, yeah, this is I'm terrible. so scared. I'm so scared to have to learn TikTok. Like, right now, as it stands, my mom is so much better at Facebook than me. And she'll say things like, 
Chris, uh, this happened in my life. I said, that's amazing. She said, well, why don't you like it? And I was like, you, you just told me. <laughs> I just told you. I just liked you. I gave her an exclamation mark. Even my punctuation suggests I liked it. She's like, no, you didn't go on Facebook and like it. I'm like, okay. That's so great. Is it like that commercial? What was it? Was it like a Geico commercial where she's like, I'm unfriending you. And she like flicks the thing off and the woman gets up and goes, that's not how this works. Work. <laughs> that's so great. Krista, our friend Kristen just jumped on. She says, Amelfi Coast is beautiful. And mom sent you a set of sunglasses. So I, I kind of want to start at the beginning. So we, we were talking about this before the show got going. Uh, Chris was saying, hey, he hasn't used his LinkedIn in a long time. And are you in Canada now still? Is that Are you still up in Canada? Yeah, we've been back now. Um, I, I came back with the gym I was working at there to open up the uh, to help open up the uh, the Canadian uh, company, and we've been up. We just celebrated our fifth year anniversary, so it's been exactly like five years and a couple weeks. So now, but you were, I mean, you you went through a lot of schooling. You passed the bar exam. You you even you signed your name still with an Esquire at the end of it. So you are a no shit lawyer in New York. Yeah, I never bothered writing the the bar in Ontario. Okay, so so you can still look. I might dibs, and I may need you someday. So keep that shit right. right. <laughs> yeah, just taking notes. <laughs> just take, write Actually, that down. It's funny you bring that up. I think I got an email like two weeks ago saying my my bar dues are so in relapse out in New York that I got to do something if I want to keep it current. So I might not be aware right now. Don't hold me to this. I don't want to. I don't want anybody reaching out on my old LinkedIn that I don't check. <laughs> Somebody being like, "Hey, man." Like can you fraudulent help? misrepresentation as a lawyer? Like, <laughs> oh, that's so great. So, but I mean, and where did you practice law here in New York? Uh, I practice here in Toronto, actually, at U of T. So, there's a couple of schools here in in Canada that uh, the the New York firms will a couple of New York firms will nice. were like recruit out of basically like U of T. Used to be Osgood was the first one, and then the the market kind of moved down to Toronto. So it's U of T, Osgood, and and McGill pretty much. If you want to work down there, that's that's a safer bet. So, yeah. but, but now how long were you doing that? Like you, I mean, I just think about it. Like I couldn't imagine going through all that education and just kind of being like, meh. Well, before we get into that, you mentioned oh, yeah. all the education. I'll tell you this. <laughs> Following your passion is beautiful. I'm still paying off my law school debt. So <laughs> I, I see you at a Guinness. It's not cheap. I see the Guinness in the background and that's, it's really making me salivate because that's my favorite beer. But um <clears throat> I'm on Sober November, so this is called Sober Carpenter. It's a non-alcoholic beer. So cheers, guys. I need a swig of this before I can tell the story. But now, hold on a sec. So I've never – I knew – I've heard of Sober October, not uh, – what? there's – I'm too – yeah, but I, I like to drink too much, so I just kept postponing it. <laughs> Kristen, put your See, fingers we, in we here. I know no drink. nut November. I know no nut November. I know that one. <laughs> no, that, that one I'm not going to – I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, just, Kristen says she loves to work out. She already had, you already got a question for you. Do you, do you do zoom classes? Yes, Chris. And the answer is yes. Um, so the gym, I been long story long here. I, I got recruited out of my, my law school to go down to New York. I became an associate at, at like, I think it was like the fifth biggest firm at the world at the time. Um, so theoretically I had it all made. I just, I just didn't connect with it. I wasn't happy. And then uh, my best friend was dying of cancer and I took on my first boxing fight with a charity thing. And, I just kind of got a whole new uh, meaning to life and I just, I switched and I went to fitness and I ended up landing at this gym called Barry's Bootcamp, 
which is huge now globally. At the time, it was still building. I, I didn't I didn't even know what it was when a guy approached me. I was working at a dive bar at night and doing some shit. And um, uh, I ended up just falling in love with the people. So now we've opened this uh, beautiful enterprise called Bears Bootcamp Canada. Over COVID, we were doing Zoom classes. Um, but now there's a whole app that we do globally. So if you want to do Barry's Bootcamp classes, you can find it at the Barry's Bootcamp website, or it's at the Barry's.com website. I personally don't host classes anymore because on the Canadian side, they just have such great studios set up in New York and LA. Um, I, I, I'll do private, I'll do private uh, sessions every now and then, and uh, or like small group sessions for, for private clients. But yeah. That's why he doesn't have an OnlyFans, ladies and gentlemen, because he could just do a private class with you. We figured this shit out. <laughs> is, my, uh, is, is, is my wife on here? <laughs> Figure it out. I got the answer. I knew I was in there somewhere. Yeah, you just exposed him, Sean. Like the, You just took away oh. his livelihood. His wife's going to hear that. Now we can't do any more private just, Zoom classes. Nope. She's going to be like, I got the camera now, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. I'll control this shit. But I'd say even better than a Zoom class. Go down. Check it. We're, we're everywhere now. We got she's out in, Ca- she's out in Cali. There, oh, you, there go. you go. We found out in Cali. We started out in, in West Hollywood. We started the gym. This is great. You guys are going to love this. Our gym was started by a guy. It's really jacked up, gay bodybuilder dude. He's amazing. His name's Barry J. He's a, he's a friend of mine. He was working at Gold's Gym, and he this is his own by his own admission. He was a recovering party drug addict. He was just he was on like the gay kind of California party scene yeah. as this good looking bodybuilder guy. And he got off of it. He realized it was too much. And then he just he missed the high. He missed that feeling. So he created a gym where basically you don't need drugs, but you it's like taking party drugs when you go. It's crazy. It's like red lights, just booming music. Everybody's like completely euphoric by the time they get out, sweaty, and you burn a thousand calories. So what I will say the answer is go check out a live class or a various class. Honestly, you won't regret it. Well, I, I got to ask you about the boxing thing for a moment. I want to kind of go back to that for a second. So I, I definitely believe this. Nothing in the world – brings you back to reality of what's around you like the first time being punched in the face. I don't oh, care what yeah. I don't care what age you're at. Yeah. Um I, I was fuck I was still in single digit age probably the first time I got punched in the face by another kid. I don't even know if yeah. kids do that anymore today, you know. But were you like were you you know a, a rugged kid that was into that growing up, probably threw hands a few times or was it more of like no, I've never done this. And somebody was like, hey, let's go box. And you were like, ah, I'll give it a shot. I, I grew up playing like football and rugby. So I wasn't I wasn't uh, unaccustomed to contact. And um, I was a pretty nice kid. But I could be a little lippy. We, we got in scraps and stuff here or there. And then at a certain point, I was, I was trying to put myself through law school and everything. So I was working construction and I was working. I tried to work at a bar. But I'm just so horrible in kitchens. I tried to be a bar back. And I, every time I took a nice wine glass out, it would just break for some reason or whatever. <laughs> so eventually the guy made me I'm, – and I'm not a big guy. I'm like 5'11". At the time, I was probably – I'm bigger now. At the time, I was probably like pushing – like I was probably 170 soaking wet. But he's like, I'm going to make you a bouncer. And this guy just – he was smaller than me, but he could just move and do shit. So he taught me everything about like how not to fight, how to, how to grapple, how to hold, how to get guys out of the room as quick as possible. So, but again, you're a bouncer for years. You, you, yeah, you're going to get into scraps, but it's not like boxing because 
scrapping and boxing boxing is different boxing the hardest part to me was about not just it's not it wasn't just getting hit in the face but it's it was about not backing up when you get hit in the face no it's not standing moving there. Yep. it's it's not even standing there it's moving forward it's running into the fire like when a guy throws a punch your natural instinct is to move away from it when you're going to be good at boxing and i i i was training like a mexican boxing gym so it's very forward very boom so when a guy throws a punch you have to move into it and that's something that your instinct doesn't tell you. You got to teach yourself that. Once you teach yourself that, it feels great. Then you, you get fast, you get fun. It's good. So how many fights? I mean, the- like you said, you started with a charity type thing, but how many kind of fights? Like, what was your what was your path there? I mean, you obviously yeah. have a lot of hats that you've worn throughout life. So yeah, what was with your path that, to get there. And- so my coach, so I, I won the first fight on decision, and that was my official like ABA fight. That was like on the American Boxing Association fight. And then he wanted to take me. He, I, I was just honestly really good at cutting weight. So at 5'11", when I started cutting weight, it was crazy. I got down to like 149 at one point, and I passed out sport. I passed out like on pad work. But then like I kind of fought in that like 165 range, whatever. Oh, no, actually, I fought back then lighter, like 158. Um, so he was like, you're so good at cutting weight. You're decent. You're not great. You're decent. We could maybe go pro just because the cutting weight part is something you can't teach guys. The rest you could teach, you know. But I just never had that killer instinct. So he took me on a couple club fights. I probably had like, I don't know, 12, 15 club fights, but they're not all registered with the ABA. So my my big uh, claim to fame is I'm, I'm undefeated, <laughs> even though I definitely got beat a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I got a cousin who who fights professionally out of Arizona. Wow. He's, six, he's a heavyweight. He's six foot six, like 230, 240 Adam Stewart. He's a monster though. He was on oh, that yeah. boxing. He was he was actually got discovered through a program that uh, Sugar Ray and a bunch of them were doing, where they would go around the country and they would find these guys who either were already boxing or had the potential, and they would move. They paid for everything and they would move them into these this one house, and they would fight every week to keep their position in the house while they were preparing to fight in the i think it was 2004 summer games is what it was or 2000 i think i think you're describing a show called the contender <laughs> it's funny that you say that so the contender they were doing this bef- as a real thing to prep american crazy. boxers before it was a tv show it was a crazy. real well, thing. crazy one of my best buddies actually from new york he was a serious but he was on the contender hollywood he know and um he is just <laughs> He was like he was a serious guy. He he trained a lot of white collar guys, so he he knew how to move his pads. So they just felt great, and you know. But he also was such a serious fighter. Like one time, I saw him sparring a guy that was getting ready for something, and I was like, the difference between a guy that can go pro and a guy like me is that thing where you're like, he's all laughing and good, and then one time he got hit a little bit, and his eyes just switched, and he just pummeled this kid. He pummeled like I was a kind of fighter. Where if I was doing well, I would look at the ref to be like, "Are you going to call it?" Like you know, he right. just destroyed this guy, yeah. <laughs> and he's the I, nicest guy in the world. <laughs> I say that all the time. Like until you like got hit by somebody who knows how to hit. I, oh yeah, I can I can tell you right now. It was, it was only one time I was going, and I want to get into this with you. Um, it was when going for my brown belt in the keto. Nice. I had to fight a bunch of black belts and we weren't, we weren't allowed to strike because of what Aikido was, but the black belts could strike. They wanted to just see the defensive moves. And I thought I was good. And the guy I was going up against was an amateur boxer. 
and I did something and left my midsection open and he hit me with a quick pop and, and he knew when I exhaled, he knew the moment I exhaled to hit me, to push the last of the air out. I hit the ground. Chris, I was a bitch at that point. I was, a bitch. yeah, I was on Dude, the ground 20. and he just started kicking me at that point. Oh, he was allowed to. <laughs> oh yeah. He could kick. He was like, you better get up Murph. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, no, it's funny you say that. Like, because uh, honestly, I didn't really get. I, I was surprised. I thought I would have more of a glass chin than I did. Um, I never really, I never actually really got knocked down from hitting in the head. The only knockout I ever had was when I was fighting a guy. Um, everyone was sort of MMA fighters when I joined the Krav Maga Academy, and all the instructors had to spar. And there's one guy who was just so fast and able to hit me in the knee so perfectly before I could get my leg up to block. And I just eventually hit me three times the same spot. And I was laughing and I just dropped to the ground on my knees. And I'm still laughing. I'm like, I, I can't get up. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> you, you just beat me up through my knee. <laughs> just- well, it's funny. And you you get people like, so one of our defensemen is actually a, uh, a Golden Gloves boxer. And people know it. I mean, I think he's just like Sean was saying. He's 6'4", 240. Like, and people know, like, he skated last year and got one of our rivals and Everyone he walked up to, he's like, "You want to go?" And they're like, "No, shall we? Don't want to. F- no, 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 we're not. No, like, no, you're going to hurt me." And it, it comes down. We just had a fight this week. I think I showed it to Sean, where one of our players one punch knocked out someone, and it was. But it's yeah, it's crazy. I'll tell you how I did almost, know what they're doing with the competitive uh, with the boxing. I'll tell you, how I did almost get knocked out once. My first fight, actually, I, uh, I, I, I overdone. I tend to get injured a lot. That's my other thing. Like, I just. I, my body thinks it can go harder than my joints know they can. <laughs> so like I was training so hard. I was a lawyer at the time still. So I was getting up, I was running in the morning, 20 minutes, coming into work with a bag, changing, sneaking out as a New York lawyer, supposed to be there to like 10. I was sneaking out to go spar and stuff at seven in the middle of the day. I would put my gym clothes in a, in one of those Brown folders. So it looked like I was off to a meeting <laughs> with like black running shoes and I, I would come back sweaty, but I, that just meant I was working hard. Right. So eventually I was overworking myself and I just throwing a hook. I, I partially tore a rotor cuff. I went to a sports doctor down there. Uh, the, the nice thing about New York was like at a firm like that, you have really good insurance. So I could go see any doctor without pain. Went to a guy. He's like, you can't fight. You, you have a torn rotor cuff, partially torn. I said, okay. And then I, I want a second opinion. So I went to see a guy that works with the jets a lot. And he was like, yeah, sure. You can fight. I was like, really? <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're just going to tear it. And the then you need surgery. You know that, right? Up until the year we sucked. Yeah, no, sure, you can keep fighting. Have you thought about playing football? We yeah, have a couple I, openings. I was just like, but you, like, I'm a lawyer. Like, my my calculation is not fight and then go get surgery right away. But then, so I luckily I had a friend down there, Randy Newsom, who used to play pro baseball, and he was working with me at the firm, and he was really good. He's now very, very talented uh, jujitsu guy and MMA fighter. But um, he he decided he took me to his gym. He said, let's just move around. And he was like, your feet, you can move as a southpaw, even though I'm right-handed. He's like, your feet can do it. So theoretically, you can fight just holding this hand up and like pretending it works and just fight with one hand. (laughs) Yeah, that seems safe. (laughs) But you know what? Because I was able to cut so much weight, I got to fight a guy much shorter than me and it worked. If you fight a right-handed guy, essentially every time they jab, you just parry parry and counter jab, parry and counter hook, parry and hook off them. And eventually you can kind of start to get him nervous enough that he drops something and you start really hitting him. And then every now and then you throw this just as like a, oops, it works, but it doesn't, you know? <laughs> um, but because of it, because he was shorter than me, long story long here, 
my my arms aren't very long so i'm up here blocking and at one point he was just a really he was a short really powerful guy he hit me in the ribs and i swear to god my whole life stopped for a second i was like everything just went yeah that's a break or, or something that's, yep that's i'm a, dying that's not good and then i don't know what happened i think i, I think i tied him up and we went on to the third round and i just won it on points but i was like wow that getting hit in the ribs is so much worse than getting hit in the face i think <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that those bones are over all those organs. You know, they're they're not yeah. meant to be those things that happen. But that kind of, you know, it, and I got a re- my buddy Eric. He's he, I know he meant Jets, not Nets. Have the worst record in NFL ever. This, you're so absolutely correct. Um, but but I think I, I listen. I there, the guy's still a good doctor, though. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah, not. <laughs> not after that. Not after that. Jordan Tater Cup. <laughs> What's concussion protocol? You'll be fine. It's, it's like asking Tua to spell his name. Yeah, yeah. His name. Here's the fun part of the story, though. If my mom's still here, the only reason I would my footwork worked both ways easily, and I'll tell you this, I I was always like, I was always embarrassed to admit this, but when I was a kid, my I only had I grew up with one older sister. I only grew up with one of them. I have other siblings that I love, but I, we didn't live together. And she took ballet, so I wanted to take ballet. So my mom nice. put me in ballet. And I was told by my coach, he's like, the only reason your feet can do this is because you had ballet as a kid. It gives you a lot of coordination. <laughs> do you know any professional athletes do ballet, do dance, do anything? It's such a good way to get agile, to get that footwork. To Yeah, everyone makes fun of it until they juke you out of your freaking shoes. And then, yeah. yeah. No one wants there's, to my si- there's my sister. She just tuned in. Who took ballet. There you no, go. Your, Hi, Nicole. Your, your sister. I was about to say, is that your sister right there, Nicole? Uh, yeah, I- she was a good ballerina. Bengston, Bengston, Nicole. I'm sorry, yes. I'll all the names. And then Bengston, Bengston. Yeah. And then mom just jumped in with, yeah, she she was so happy. And then ballet was awesome. You were so good. Um, <laughs> so so this kind of like you know, so how do you go from, and I don't know where all the tears between the gym and the crav, was it the gym or the crav first? Oh, the gym, the gym. I, uh, I was living down in Brooklyn at the time and, um, I motorcycled everywhere and there was this really cool restaurant nearby that was like, they have these really cool, like flat iron a lot. Like, you know, about the flat iron in New York, there's a lot of these little flat mm-hmm. iron buildings all over Brooklyn. And this really cool Israeli, um, brother and sister took over the space, made this beautiful restaurant and he was really into bikes. So I'd bike up, we talk, we'd eat. And they were a part of this crowd Maga Academy. And she kept trying to get me to go when I was competing boxing. And I was like, I, you know, boxing's a sport. I, I've done Taekwondo. I've done karate. I've done jujitsu. I've done that when I was a kid. This is more the competition to me. This is not about self-defense as much. Like I had all my girlfriends would be like, oh, you box. Yeah, my female friends, I should say, would be, and they'd be like, oh, can you show me a box? And I'd always be like, why do you want a box? And they'd be like, I want it just for self-defense. I'm like, boxing is meant to pit two guys that are the exact same size or two women that are the exact same size against each other. You're going to get attacked by a guy three times your size and throw a jab and you shouldn't feel safe about that. Take yeah, self-defense. Go to that, you know? go to that self-defense class that teaches you how to eye gouge and take someone down. That's 30. Yeah, exactly. One oh, of I, the first things we did. Sorry. It just, I just want to pick up on that. We went to uh, uh, Victoria's Secret, uh, me and uh, my, my boss, Matam, and um, uh, one of the other instructors to do a, a seminar for any employees that wanted to take. And that's one of the first things they do. They take out a carafe, they put a grape in, and they make people smash the grape. And they're like, that's what it feels like to smash an eyeball. You got to be okay with that feeling if you're being attacked, if your life's in danger, if you're about to be raped, be okay with that feeling. Like, learn how it feels and make sure you complete that. I was like, crowd well, my guys. Whoa. Yeah, it's, it's huge. 
Sean, yeah. did you do with I don't remember when you got out, but McMap, one of the first things. So when we did the I'm Marine Corps martial McMapp. arts program. I'm better than McMap. I'm so, line training. I'm line but, training, bitch. But one of the first things they teach you is an eye gouge. And people are like, oh, like that's hilarious. I'm like, no, like the Marine Corps martial arts isn't to like train you in martial arts. It's to train you if you're face to face in a combat situation, do anything to get out of the situation. Yeah. See you know that you know that Muhammad Ali poster everyone loves where you're standing over the guy oh, yeah. looking like a that's exactly the opposite of martial arts. It's so disgusting and gritty and you're on the person the entire time scratching yep. and screaming and then you're running away. That's like what self-defense is, you know? Like, yep. very Absolutely. And, and Nicole, we'll get to your question here in a second, but I, I was just saying when, when Dibs was talking about McMap training and the Marine Corps did a great job with that, but I originally learned, which I think is very similar. And I want, to, want you to explain to folks what Krav Maga is, but the line training we used to do, which was the early martial arts for the military, stood for linear inverted neurological override. It just basically meant your first three moves were either an eye gouge, a throat punch, or a groin hit, causing someone's natural neurological override to throw to their hands, throat, or groin. And when they did that, you then took that limb, you broke it, you stuffed it back in, you pulled it back out, you then ended it with the same two moves, which was a heel strike to the Achilles and then a heel strike to the temple. All of our moves back then were kill moves. It was that's all we learned in hand to hand combat. Now it's subdue and you know mixed martial, which is great. But I'm listen to me, folks. But Sean, if you're but if you, you were learning that in the context when you were in the Marines, still yes. Well, yeah, of course it's that you, you don't want to subdue yeah. a guy and make him say uncle. Well, now on they, the but no, so they they now, do now, as, now. as it evolved. Uh, yeah. It did become so. I went through uh, a couple. Yeah, and I was a, a brown belt. And once you get to like green and brown, you actually do start. And I tell, I had my Marines. They're like, oh, we're going to run three miles. I'm like, no, you're going to roll for 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, just 10 minutes? Yeah, no, go ahead and roll for 10 minutes and tell me how dead you feel afterwards. Like, yeah. and it was a huge thing. And that's where you got like tan and all that stuff was just basic stuff. But once you got into green and brown, you really started getting into jujitsu and uh, a lot more of the rolling, which is good to know. So what is so so I know folks are hearing us and, and you mentioned there was an Israeli family that, that took over in the in the flat iron building. But what is Krav Maga? And so, and yeah. MAGA is not the right way you say that, folks. It's Maga. <laughs> Maga, yeah. Um, so they were members of this gym that was run by a guy named Matan Gavish. It's, it's still around. He's actually expanded to other uh, very cool things. You should look him up online. It was called the Krav Maga Academy at the time. Um, I think he still has that as an active website, but he's moved on to something called Fit Hit now, which is kind of cool because they work with dummies a bit more. And uh, it's almost like think like Soul Cycle, but like ripping a dummy's head off and stuff. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Take the dummy's soul. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, basically, I came in, I did a class. He uh, he took me aside after he said, Liz, I just I saw how you moved and stuff. And um, because it, with the boxing combined with Taekwondo, that makes for a pretty good versatility. I had some jits, but not enough. Cause when I was 16, I was rolling with a guy that was three times my size. And when he threw me, I rolled and I got back on top of him right away. because I was fast, but then we got up against the wall. So he threw me, and I ended up upside down. Mm. So it's like my body slammed and just went straight down on the collarbone and it cracked. And then my sensei at the time came over. I'm sorry. Is that, that's not my phone. Is it? No, but I, I have no way to, Take that ding out. No, no, no. As long as it's not me. Anyway, it was cracked. And my sensei took his big hands. He's like, I think it's a dislocated shoulder. So he pushed it back and he broke the bone clean in half. And um, 
it was this, that was the most painful one moment. Like I think a dislocated shoulder is more painful for longer, but that was the most painful, like one moment. And then getting the gi off to go to the hospital, I was like, so I didn't really ever come back. I tried to come back to jiu-jitsu, but I didn't fully come back from that. Um, so that was a big one for me to have to learn again. But from a fitness perspective, they say boxing is one of the highest caloric burn you'll do in like a 10 minute period. And it's not that you're moving that if you're a great boxer, you know, if you watch, if you watch as much as you might not like the guy, Mayweather, if you watch him, he's moving this much, you know, he's moving this much and counter punching this much one step back. It's the adrenaline mixed with that, you know, it's the adrenaline mixed with that. And then with, with jits, it's the adrenaline mixed with that plus constant pressure of another man's body on your body. You can never let go of like holds and stuff. It's tough. Like, I, I, so they I, say jits is the highest caloric burn you can do, basically. Like, I, I don't care what nobody says. I I can still remember watching a Mayweather fight. You guys may have watched it. It was like the just before the Super Bowl. Like it was like the Saturday before the Super Bowl or the Friday, and he's boxing some guy. And Jim Nance is on the side, and they're talking. I think it was Jim Nance, whatever the one that always does the box. And they're talking. And they're like, he's wearing this guy out. And he's like, well, you know, Super Bowl's this weekend. Wonder who's going to. And Mayweather looks over and goes, Patriots. <laughs> and they were like, what do you think the score is going to be? And he threw a score out while he was whooping some dude's ass. And then they finally went, we probably should stop having yeah. this conversation. Promoting another sport <laughs> during our sport. <laughs> like, that's what I always say about the guys. Like, hate him. I, I, I hate the guy as a person from anything I've heard of anything that's true. He's the worst guy in the world. But listen, and I and people hate him because he didn't ever like he didn't go after it. Let's say with the Pacquiao fight, like, oh you make it fun, exciting. But I'm like, when you're that good as a boxer, why would you put yourself out there to maybe get knocked out when you know you only have to do this to win? Yeah. Boom, counterpunch, boom, counterpunch, boom. If you know that you're definitely going to win, it doesn't make any sense to do more than that. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Such, a, such a beast. Like, I can't get over how much of a beast he is. And that's why I say he has, a great, he has a great Instagram post up just recently, actually, about, uh, about he, he's back to doing some pad work. And he's like, guys, with all this stupid pad work, 20 com- there's no such thing as a 20 combination punch. Go back to basics. Boom, jab, double jab, cross. Hook, boom, jab, jab, double jab, cross, hook. And he's like, that's boxing. This, this is Instagram. That's boxing. <laughs> it's like, I love yeah. that. <laughs> and your sister wants to know, uh, she's in her 40s and doing Taekwondo. Any sparring advice? She, or she's she's a little scared there. Anything you got for her? She's scared. I, you should see my sister. They should be scared of her. She's like, <laughs> she's my size. She can throw a roundhouse kick. We used to fight, man. We were both doing Taekwondo. She'd throw a roundhouse kick, practically break me in half. Nicole, I wouldn't be scared. You'll be fine. You'll be good, Don't Nicole. Worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. But You're... I mean, that does that does bring up a, I mean, a decent question. Like, especially we just had a jujitsu gym open where I live, which is unheard of. And I've thought about getting back into it, but with bow to your sensei, bow to your sensei, with breaking the entire right side of. Uh oh, we lost dibs. And just like that, the squirrels that were dibs. Okay, let's guess. Let's guess the right side of. Breaking the right side of your face? I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, see, so Dibs, where he's at in Michigan, he has a lot. There we of- go. The squirrel oh, died. The squirrel I'm died. back. He's back. Look at that. I'm back. No, just, I mean, it's and it's one of those things where I am after breaking my entire right side. Uh, and look, and he still broke his oh, right side again. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it is, so it is worrisome. To, it is worrisome to kind of get back into it. Like, I want to do it. But at the same time, like. 
in your older age, I feel like it's intimidating, especially to go to a gym where there are younger people training, like guys that are training for MMA fights and stuff. Is there any advice yeah. to kind of overcome that? Uh, when I was teaching the crowd, my God, truth is funny because like there were, it was kind of weird. I was like, I, I didn't like, basically Matan put me on a, 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 an accelerated program. So he, he got me to the point where, so, and to finish your question from long ago, I'm sorry, yeah. crowd my God is basically what they teach special forces um, in, in Israel. Um, and it's for hand to hand combat, but then it gets a little bit higher into hand to knife, hand to gun, um, to become certified, to teach level one, you teach j just hand to hand. Um, you don't really get into the hand to knife, hand to gun. Cause that's complicated stuff. But so for me, I went through a very accelerated crash course to be certified to literally, you could teach, you certified to teach Israeli soldiers. And he was, um, uh, he was a sergeant, I believe in the, in the military army. Or in the in the in the Israeli military. Yeah, uh, that's terrifying. Moved to New York. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he was yeah. I, I would not mess around with this guy. Um, but um, basically, we it was weird. Then all of a sudden, I'm teaching these classes, and I'm teaching like because part of the class was get get you like crazy high on adrenaline, and crazy high, like just crazy tired, and then teach you technique, and then have them go out of a bit because in a fight, your adrenaline is going to go nuts, and if you're not yeah. used to that, you're going to go nuts. Um, so I would be teaching like some cops from Jersey how to take, like do better takedowns and better, better holds and shit like that. Like, and that was, that was not the strike and kill and go stuff, obviously, but they'd be there for that because they're like, our training just felt insufficient. And then, you know, so it's kind of like, to me, I'm like, I'm just some kid in New York who's actually like, here illegally. I'm making cash basically like teaching some <laughs> cop from Jersey. <laughs> and these were older guys that got into it. My, Biggest advice, I'm 38 now, um, but I feel like I've worn my body out so much over my 38 years that I think my body, my joints are a little bit older than that. I remember grappling and just learning basics. Like one of the best things you can do grappling is just ball up and get your elbows tight to your, to your thighs and then not let a guy in. And then they get real tired trying to get in. And then you, you attack with jujitsu. And I, I was great at that. You have strong abs, you're good. You have good hip flexors. Boom, the guy's spinning me around trying to get in. There's no way. And eventually he spins me and my ankle just, it just pulls too much, you know? And I'm like, yeah, see, when I was 18, that wouldn't have hurt. I would have been made of rubber. It would have been fine. That's not an injury. When you're 30, when you, you know, as you get older, those are now injuries. So it's hard to say, but like the older you get, the biggest thing is do things to stay limber, like stretch, make sure you're stretching way more than you're working out um make sure your cardio levels stay up because that'll be one thing that really gets you and your food like make sure you're taking fish oils and all that stuff i'm not a like a nutritionist my wife is but there's all this stuff that you need to be taking like take collagen take all that stuff that's going to make your joints your joints are be, is going to be what kills you first your muscles stay forever your joints are going to go so so how many years were you training this Oh boy. So I was associate of the firm for three years. I got into the Krav Maga plays and then I got into Barry's. I was doing both at the same time. So it's funny. I was like going to teach like these very like fitness, fitness classes. And there's like all these like model, it's like, I'm just a room full of model girls running and stuff. And then I'm going to teach this like crazy aggressive. As like, long as you don't pull a, uh, what the hell movie was that? The, the other guys where like he works bed, bath and beyond and works as a chief of police. As long as you're not teaching these models. <laughs> I tell you, dude, there were some days and I was, I was so scared like financially when I left the firm, I was just like, I would do, I would take any shift. I was working at the bar at night. 
I was working the Krav Maga, I was working the, the bar, the berries. I was taking any class. Like I, I would have probably done that. I probably did walk in and almost <laughs> hit a guy in the wrong place or something. Uh, so Green of V, saying hi, go Chris. Look at that, Green of V. I don't know who that is, but. <laughs> oh man, an admirer. No, that's my wife. You met her earlier. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, no, Sean's that guy. Well, all right, just never I'm be in the out. same room as Chris, and you're good, Sean. <laughs> She heard the she heard the model comment about Barry. She jumped on. <laughs> uh, so I'm 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 really kind of curious how that you know. So you you're you're doing these back and forth, and, and you said you said now you're a part owner in Barry's. Did, did I understand that right? I'm very blessed that the the, the two owners here, David and Lori, um, when we met, they I was at I was at about the three year mark working there, and uh, my best friend uh, had just passed away. I was trying to make the transition back. To, to kind of be here and then he had passed away um but it kind of as i i went back and forth on my motorcycle a lot more when he was going through his chemo and stuff and i it made me realize like i'd, I'd like to be back in toronto toronto was this really cool new city it was not the same city i left and new york is kind of a finished i mean you I, you guys know like man i was living in the yeah. uh, east village it's like new york is finished unless you're a rockefeller you're not going to change that city very much Toronto, it's like young people I knew were doing cool things. And I was like, I, I want to be back. So um, it was just the right timing. And they were great. We got along so well, their family. And they, they, they said, listen, if you come help us start this thing, be part of leadership and, you know, be like a chief instructor down here, then we'll make you an equity partner in it. And I didn't have any money to give, obviously. It was just my sweat. And it, they've been so wonderful. We've been at it for five years now. And it's like, it's family, you know, it's, it's not a job. It's like family. <laughs> sweat equity is a hell of a thing. Hell yeah. If you if you're willing to sweat for it, yeah, yeah, that that's awesome. Um, Kristen wants to know. She says, "I love your advice. As you get older, high level of cardio is so important. That will help you with keeping up and enjoying life. I love skiing and have found how helpful my cardio workouts have, have been. Oh yeah, well, I, I I agree with that. So, talking about berries, and and that's you know that's what's paying the bills now. That's what what you're into, and they're expanding. She Kristen did ask earlier. She wants one in Orange County where she's at. Uh, she, so let somebody know. Um, I for some, uh, you know what? Somebody else just asked me about berries in Orange uh, County. I, I I'll ask him. I'll yeah, ask. Him. It seems probably, like it's a good market for. That's it, a right? huge. I feel like that'd be a huge market for something. I mean, yeah, that's like a, talking a, about Hollywood and stuff. Like, I mean, Orange County's right down the road and almost the same. Yeah, there's a couple. So there's I know of. There's West Hollywood. There's there's the more downtown Hollywood location. Then there's like. There's a couple there actually. I, I I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm not, oh, there's Venice. Venice. Go find them. Yeah. yeah, go find it and then send us pictures. Yeah. But now, <laughs> now, what made so? I I know you kind of said like this. The guy who started it was you know he was into that you know club scene. Was a big dude. Worked out. Did all those kind of things and, and created this. But but what makes the the berries like the the process or what you're doing different than you know? Hey, what? You know, why would I go to Barry's if I could just go down to like we have Zoom Fit or not Zoom, but uh, can't think of the name of the fitness place around Zumba. here. Zumba. No, it's Zumba. not Zumba. It's a it's a gym called like View or or something like that. There, that's in my area now. But what makes it different than going to a local gym and just going to one of their classes that maybe is in a hot sweaty ass room? It's the people, honestly, man. Like I, the, the the people that we put together in this company. I, when I first walked in, I didn't know anyone was, I'd never taken a studio fitness class. When the guy met me in a bar, he said, 
you're, you're fit. We need to hire right now in New York. We're expanding. Come down, check it out. And I, it was like this huge thing that just happened to me. But it was the people I fell in love with, man. It's such an amazing community. The clients, the people that work there, like we choose people that are like us. We have these kind of core values of people that we like. We say, work out hard and be kind. And those are the only kind of people we accept in the gym. And beyond that, the product is, a, I think, an extension of the people we choose. We only take the best instructors in any city we are. And every time we land in a new city, every instructor from every other gym wants to come work for us. Everybody auditions and we can only take a certain amount. And we only take the people that we know are, are part of our community already, basically. Then the product that they give, it's the, to answer your question on the mechanical side, why not, why don't I just go do eight, you know, eight by like eight by three sets of bicep curls on my own. Right. What I hear again and again, it's such an immersive experience. So you walk into this place, this incredibly sexy place with red lights and 25 treadmills and 25 floor spots with weights. And you have one instructor. Imagine a, a cycle instructor that was competent enough. No, I'm just kidding. I love cycle instructors. <laughs> <laughs> to, but you got to teach two classes at once. You Let's the go up the mountain. <laughs> Come on, yeah, bitches. That's another, that's another thing we try. We're like, okay, I don't want to hear any like bullshit free can motivation. You're going to say something to somebody. Say something because you mean it. And that's what I believe on the microphone. But you teach two classes at once and everybody's moving together. And all of a sudden there's just this swell. And the, the special thing about Barry, the music's going, the lights and all these people are around you. And there's just all of a sudden this moment where your heart just feels bigger. And if you don't achieve that in a class, you shouldn't, it, it, the instructor should be fired. Every single class you go to, Barry, you'll feel that. And you're going to run faster than you ever run. You're going to do more lifting than you've ever done. Everybody tells me. And I, I'm the same. I never ran more than like eight miles an hour. All of a sudden, I'm running 20 miles an hour on a woodway treadmill just because this guy's screaming at me. And I love what I'm hearing. And I feel the energy. It's the energy. you know. Just the people and the energy. That's it. So there is one in Long Beach, which is like 40 minutes from Orange County. Uh, so if she wants to make the voyage from Orange County, she can she can go and check it out in Long Beach. What's 40 minutes in LA? That's only like three hours in traffic. Right? Well, so it's it's 40 minutes when I just looked up the directions. And part of that <laughs> is this huge strip going down that's just bright red with all the beautiful traffic in Southern California. Right. <laughs> well, California, it, like of all, the, I've, th there's three worst traffic cities. Where I grew up in Baltimore is just insanity traffic. Uh, that's where my son and I recently were there and a guy in a box truck tried to cut me off, shove me into another car. And I was like, I went back to being from Baltimore at that moment. And it was like, the dude's like yelling out his window, I'll effing shoot you. I'm like, bring it on asshole. And the guys, my son's like, what's going on here, dad? I'm like, shut up. We're back in Baltimore. We're fine. But it's the only place I've ever seen where like bumper to bumper traffic is at 60 miles an hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Atlanta is the only place I've ever been that at two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, you can be in bumper to bumper traffic going nowhere. There's no reason for it in Atlanta. Like you're like, why is this traffic so bad? I have no idea. It's two o'clock in the morning, bumper to bumper insanity. But I am going to have to tell you, Toronto is on my bucket list of cities I want to go to. I've, I used to work for Amtrak. So our trains 63 and 64 go right into Toronto right down here to Albany. So there's no reason if you make it down this way, Chris, you couldn't come hang out with us. Wait, the train. I thought the train goes around now again. Did that oh, yeah. just start up again? Yeah, probably 63 and 64 started running. Cause I have buddies that are still working over there. I don't work there anymore. Probably about two months ago now. And the one. Okay. 
the one to Montreal. I just heard about this. Yeah. 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 Montreal when uh, 68, 69 just opened back up. But yeah, I, and the train used to head up in, in Toronto and I want to, I'm a comic book guy. You guys have like one of the world's best comic book stores in the silver snail up there. The silver snail. That's an institution. man. I grew up up the street from there. Yeah. Did you really like, dude, you got to tell me about it. Like I know this is a complete <laughs> left turn. This is a complete left turn right now. I want to go to the Silver Snail so bad. I've heard so great things about it. I so I wasn't as big of a comic book guy, um, but we have some places like the Silver Snail in Toronto, like uh, Steve's Music, that are just like like a good like a guitar store is down the street from there, and it's like these places that are just such institutions that you're like most of the like whenever I've been in the Silver Snail with friends, it's just kids looking at stuff nobody's really buying a lot i'm like how do these places stay in business but they're just such institutions that they'll be around forever it's great i mean i'm sure they make enough sales somehow online or something now how does that now you you kind of mentioned that with with berries and and we're talking about that and look folks if you're if you want to reach out and we got so into this conversation i forgot to start running this if you want to reach out to chris and you want to contact him probably the best way to find him is his instagram which you got to love this it's at the underscore cuddly canadian i love it oh so cute uh it's again it's at the underscore cuddly canadian make sure you go give him a follow everybody who's listening to this give him a follow like help his instagram grow help help this grow as we always say around here we got to grow the community and it starts with us we do this for each other um but how does how important was that and i know you said you know coming back to toronto was about coming back to a city that was young it was growing and I've heard this. I've heard it's also an amazingly clean city. Like for being a major city, it's like crazy clean for a major city. I used to say I would sooner eat off of a subway like platform in Toronto than sit on a subway platform in New York. <laughs> seems <laughs> seems appropriate. It really yeah. does. It seems safe in a lot of ways. It, yeah. it was, like I thought it was dirty until I went to other cities, and I was like, okay, it's pretty clean. Yeah. <laughs> and that's to say. So, how much does that? Because listening to what Berries is, it, it sounds like it's it it's kind of fit for that mid to late twenties, 30, early thirties, kind of a crowd, not saying that any of us couldn't go there, but it's got that kind of a vibe. How does, how important was that vibe to the success you've had so far in a place like Toronto? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's when you look at like, like the heat maps of people uh, that that use it, demographics, um, we have very different, and my mom says, and my or my mother was in trouble. That's also why I'm here. That's important. Uh, thanks, Ma. Um, <laughs> when we it was funny. When we first opened the downtown location. We were shocked that like our average. It was crazy. Our average age was so young. It was like early twenties or something like that. But as we grew, we like we still have like twenty one year olds that come. But we also have like I had a woman that's like seventy in class on Saturday, and she loves it. She loves the vibe. She gets into it. It's like. We have, it's such a big range. And then with the neighborhoods, we differ a little bit. We have a couple of locations in Toronto. So it'll be like the one that's a bit further north has a slightly older crowd, slightly younger crowd, of course, further south, because that's where everyone has their first apartment and stuff like that. But it's really, it's really just a workout built for just everyone to have a good time. You know, like we, our big thing is we, we, we kind of like, we had this like sexy brand. So some people are a little bit intimidated to come sometimes. We're like, they come and they're like, we felt so welcome. Like nobody feels excluded there. You know, it's just that that's what we really pride ourselves on. Just, just this inclusion in the community. Yeah. And I think that's huge, especially looking at the fitness world. And I know a lot of gyms are trying to do that, but so many times, like you go, even when I was in the military, like trying to go into a civilian gym and it's just like, Nope, 
just the like you were talking about that vibe just isn't there like nope i feel like if i'm not taking 35 selfies of myself while trying to film myself working out like yeah it's it's so it's cool and i know that i've i've seen a lot of that like hit stuff like i was doing a lot of high intensity stuff do you have a selfie station do you have a selfie station inside <laughs> of the, i need to know that now chris we actually don't you know what Excellent. when we opened we did for our opening it. party we did we don't have it anymore. you don't have that like as you're working out <laughs> no, like everybody doesn't get a selfie stick like what? We, what? Is, we encourage we encourage them to do it in the like there's a sticker in the bathroom afterward if they want to say i just sweat take it there you know you don't have to do it in the room but but i feel pictures like i love people that want to take a picture take a picture people that just want to work i have some intense like i have some animal people that just they come in there and sprint at like 15 miles an hour on a 15 percent incline they just want to work they want to put their head down for an hour shut their brain off then they go to work and they have to go you know well, that's looking at the picture of your gym. Like, I pulled up the Long Beach one. I'm like, oh my sweet mother of Jesus! Like, it's literally just treadmills and then the the blocks to step on. Like that. Like you were saying, I feel like there there wouldn't be time to take a picture because you'd be so dead. Like you'd just be so dialed in. Yeah, exactly. Nicole, we, it was we, intense. What, like what we did is we kept it simple though. What you know, there's all these gyms that are like, I'm gonna we're gonna model our whole idea off of this machine that was just this concept that just came out three months ago and it's like well what kind of longevity is that going to have when that fad piece of machinery is not so popular anymore like running is always going to be running lifting is always going to be lifting don't make it complicated just come on in work out have some fun. so yeah. so give give some advice to to folks that are out there you know who maybe you know were were workout people before lost that motivation one of the things and dibs and i i know both have experienced this prior service folks, we, we go through, there's only two types of us. There's either the person who got out and now spends every moment in a gym trying to relive that and, and, and be like, I did this. I need to stay completely ready for combat at all times. There's that guy, or there's, you know, those of us who, because of injuries or whatever the situation is, you know, I retired it. I, I have no problem in a minute. I retired. I was at my, heaviest at 175 at it when i retired i'm two two ten you know out the shower and that's a huge we're, difference we're pretty similar now <laughs> yeah. we're, 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 i mean and, and you're talking to a guy at one point in time probably at my best 165 19 dead hang pull-ups 100 crunches in two minutes and running uh 24 minute three mile you know i, yeah. I was doing okay wow. Wow. And, and and look that three mile i was slow I was a slow three miler. Um, Seventeen fifty eight is my fast. <laughs> did you really run a sub eighteen? Are you right when I got back from my right when I got back from my rack the first time for the first three months when I got back all I had was a BMX bike to ride four miles and I went and ran it and ran it in like a seventeen fifty eight fifty nine. Dude, I've never never seen sub. I've my fastest wow. ever twenty one thirty three. Fastest ever twenty one thirty three. I think I just did uh, with I we work with Mikko of Ultra, which is great. And uh, we just did like a night run with them, which was, I think, 5K. I don't remember. My time was around 20 or something. But I that's great, dude. That's, is, that's, yeah, 18. that's a three mile. Yeah. yeah, that's but my problem is like I was wearing those Nike uh, boost shoes. So and I just felt like, you know, the ones with a big heel and they, yeah, they just kind of springy. I, was like, I don't ones, think I was yeah. really running that fast. I was just being pushed. <laughs> well, that's great. I love that shit. I'm I'm so that guy. I was the guy who went through shoes every six months. I really got into it. 
But yeah. um, so what's some of the advice that you could give, you know, and I'm not looking for the, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, you know, mo- motivational thing, but you know, that person who's either thinks they're too old or, or they, they can't get back into it or it's they're past their prime with this. What's some of the advice you would give them? I, to me, what you described, like with you getting out of service and there's certain kind of guys that are always there. They're like, they're talking about being combat ready. I question if those guys really, if the, if the purpose for them is like, I, I need, I need to be ready for war tomorrow or the, or maybe they just got a little bit hooked on the adrenaline rush of what they're doing. And we all, I think are like that. Like you guys are in, you know, you guys have all been in, you guys have been in combat jobs and you've been in, um, uh, competitive sports, which is which are all very physical, fighting, all that stuff. The you kind of get hooked on that adrenaline. It's a it's a pretty strong drug. And oh yeah, that's one thing I I you know with my job I love is that it was one of the few. Do you guys remember your first fight? Yes. When I went, my first fight, I, the first time I had to like like go to another gym to spar a guy. Um, so you're out of your element and all that. I remember I was doing great. I came in, I was like, this is amazing. I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden, halfway through, I think the second round, my knees got really weak and I almost just felt like I couldn't stand. I was like, what is happening? I look at my coach in the corner. I'm like, why am I wobbly? And they explained it later. Like we didn't get all riled up beforehand. Like the way adrenaline works is it, it, it grows and then it spikes it a peak and then it, it drops and then it starts to grow slowly again. So all of a sudden I felt like I was getting, yeah, it's a weird, like the adrenaline curve. It's like, so basically like you're supposed to get riled up before you get into the ring. So you get that spike, you get wobbly legs, then you walk to the ring and all of a sudden it's just up, 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 right? So after a while, I'm like, I'm on the ropes getting hit and all of a sudden my legs came back and it worked out fine. But there's something about adrenaline that it's like, it's such a, an amazing feeling. And I remember until I went to the, one of the various classes, I hadn't had anything close to that adrenaline rush. It's like pushing myself to that point of like, I might pass out, I might, literally just drop so i think guys get addicted to that i think like especially like the really hardcore i'm so confused so so dibs has got the picture up and i love dibs because i i'm not a multifunctional person like yeah, I you're eat, amazing. this is it this is it dibs goes and looks at stuff and then says murph this is what you should probably be looking at i'm here um but what are we looking at dibs he don't ask that they're there i'm waiting for somebody to kick the door and don't ask that question um but, but when, where is the adrenaline? Like it's a gym. I, I've worked out for most of my life. Where is that adrenaline rush in this? So if I was going to go to the gym on my own, I'd maybe go like seven miles an hour, 10 miles an hour, seven miles an hour, 10 miles. An hour. That's my hit. Maybe on a treadmill. All of a sudden I get a guy yelling at me or whether it's like yelling at me or motivating me or the people next to me starting to go. Then all of a sudden I'm running 14 miles an hour for that 30 second sprint. And then I'm asked to try that for 45. And I'm just, I'm never asked to do something I can't do. I'm just asked to push myself to my own limit. That's something that's really hard for ourselves to do. That's why people come to these classes, honestly. Like the big answer to why you do this versus a big box gym is it's very, very hard to actually push yourself to your own personal capacity, your own personal capabilities. When you have somebody help you do that, that's when all of a sudden you get to this point of like, people are burning a thousand calories an hour. They're you know, I've had, I've had people first time and I don't want to scare people off, but I've had first timers. They got so motivated. They had to leave to puke. Then they came back in. They're like, ah, this is too fun. I come back. In. Like, when are you going to do that to yourself at the gym? You know what I mean? It's and hard. I, I some, think, maybe some guys can't. But. 
And I think you made the point too, because you called it a big family and looking at like how the, how it's laid out. I feel like after you go so many times, like you're going to get the people that try it once or whatever, but then you are going to get that people. And I think it kind of goes back to what Sean was talking about with the military getting out, but um, and going to the gym, it, it becomes part of the a family thing too. Like you have to have that link. And I feel like if you're pushing yourself harder, you're going to push that person next to you harder. And it's just going to kind of escalate. And that's what that gym looks like. That's what the berries, when I just looked it up for the long beach, that's what it looks like. And I think that's a huge, I'm a very big adrenaline person. I'm a skydiver. I'm a base jumper. It's like very, very big into adrenaline. And I get that. Like I'd be, I'd do 10, 15 jumps a day and people are like, Oh, why are you tired? You were just falling. I'm like, Oh no, peak your adrenaline, drop it, peak it, drop it. And tell me you're not dead. Not me. (laughs) So yeah, no, that's so I think that's a big part of it. I, I love what you're doing, like with that fan. And do you realize, do you see that a lot? I mean, you mentioned oh, that man. you and the. We have that, people like, I see people come in, they know each other, and they're, they're, there's just this camaraderie that, like, now they, they come to the same classes. Then they start coming together. They start going out after together. Then all of a sudden they're, they're friends. They get a strong group of friendship that, like, it just grew at the gym. Like, how often does that happen? You know, it's kind of, it's, and that happens with us every hour of every day. It's, it's cool, you know? Yeah, see, that's awesome because I think competition breeds. Uh, it's yeah, competition breeds some pretty amazing things. So yeah, and they're they're competitive, but then they're also supportive of each other. The, oh, the absolutely. Person next to you is like, I know you can do better. So I'll bump it up the person's treadmill next to them. And be like, come on, let's love go. It. Yeah, see, I love that. It's yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. so uh, we obviously in the website for berries again is www.berries.com. But let me make sure that's the same as. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dibs now. I'm off the task here. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. I can't believe you were able to do that so well, man. Like I, it's very oh. clear when I'm looking at something else when I'm looking at something else. It is berries.com. <laughs> yeah, berries.com. And then you can get all the different gyms. So like let's say you're in Toronto, you pick Canada, boom, downtown Toronto, like uptown, whatever you want to do. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like if you look at it, Sean, there's USA, Denmark, Italy, Qatar, Sweden, Australia, France, Mexico, Singapore. Dubai, UK, Spain, Norway, Germany, Canada. Like, it's not a small thing. Like, it's you know what a good one is. We got a great Instagram. Do the uh, at Barry's Canada Instagram. You'll find everything you want. You'll find we're really on top of it. Our social media people are great. Excellent. And, and classes. Is it just an evening thing? Is it an all day thing? Like, if all day from um, six a.m. Some of the markets have five a.m. Uh, we have six a.m., seven, nine thirty, twelve fifteen. 420, 5.30, 6.30, 7.40. That's why I was running back from teaching the 6.30. And I'll tell you this, man. Here's a cool thing. At that 6.30, there's 57 people in my class tonight with a, with a wait list. Some people just wanting to get in. Can you just imagine the energy you're describing a couple people next to you? Multiply that times 60 people. Like it's just the whole room swells up at different points. And it's just, it's amazing what you see people do. People come in tired after work. You have a bad day. Maybe you had a fight with your boyfriend. Whatever it is, you see all kinds of people, especially in the evening you come in. It's harder to give them energy. And all of a sudden, these people are smiling and high-fiving each other. You're yelling at themselves on, in the mirror. It's it's just something that I, I can't take responsibility for. It. It's them. Like I just start the I just start the flame and the, the fire takes off. It's it's a wonderful it, it, thing. It, that's huge because it's just them. Like it it's just them in the moment and nothing else. And I think that's where that adrenaline and euphoria comes from, where you don't have to worry about anything else other than what you're doing right then, right there, and who is in the immediate yeah. area with you. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a lot of type, when I started in New York, especially, we get a lot of type A business guys. I would teach them at 5 a.m., like bankers that have to be in the office for, I don't know, international trading hours. 
And you realize these guys, they have to be so alpha all day. They have to be so, you know, they just wanted to shut their brain off and have somebody else tell them what to do for the hour and, and get a great workout. And what we did is like, we made a thing in 50 minutes. Okay. If you want to go compete in X, Y, Z sport, you're going to have to do other things as well, of course. But if you only have 50 minutes to devote to being functionally strong, fast and looking good, basically, if you want abs quickly, just come, just shut your brain off, come eat well and you're fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, now let's talk, talk about the elephant in the room with all gyms. We all know yeah. this. We've all, we, we've all known someone, or maybe we were that person that bought the gym membership, did it once, never went back or what, did it twice. Or you, you like, I'm not, they're never going to be a sponsor of mine. So I'm okay with it. I'm not a fan of planet fitness. Uh, I do prefer the medieval gym. And that's because of an old boss of mine where like, I'm completely, oh, you have one treadmill. It barely works. And every, everything in here smells just like death and body. And there's chains on the floor. I'm completely okay with that place. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how I learned to work out. That was the experience I had. Um, what, you know, and I, the, the elephant in the room is what is the cost? Do you guys have any of those? Like, Hey, if you sign up, you're required to give my, le give your left kidney and your, uh, firstborn and look, have a good time. <laughs> like, like what's the, what's the, the cost that something like this? No, I'm just going to start by saying I'm, I was the same. Like I grew up in a basement, like rec center basement gyms that are just damp, like wall sweat. They're, yeah. There's, there's no piece of equipment that matched. I recently had to train for something and I went and trained with um, a good friend of mine played uh, for the CFL. He was a running backer, Jimmy. And he hooked me up with his coach. who was amazing. Um, helped me do some functional training out in this like really old school gym like that. Um, the difference is what I found with the market, the, the fitness market shifted. The old big box gym, they wanted you to pay them. And then they were hoping you didn't come. Yep. The less people came, the more money they made. I just saw exact that. Opposite model. You only pay for the hour you come from. You for it. You only pay for the hour you come from. If you want to buy like a package of classes, it'll it'll make the price go down slightly. But in theory, you're not you're you're not ever gonna waste those classes. They're gonna expire. You just whenever you come and use them, you come and use them. And that's it. It's a fixed price for fixed time done. And what we found is people want to do a lot of different things. People, there's some people want to go to Pilates once a week. Some people want to go to spinning once a week. Some people want to go do some kind of a boxing thing once a week. Then they want to come to Barry's once a week. Some people want to come to Barry's seven days a week. We, we split our programs up so that it's, it covers every body, different body parts, different days. So if you are a seven day person, you can do it. Or you can come for the full body parts or just the lower body, upper body, whatever day it is, right? So what we found is that people, the market has just changed. People shop for fitness in the same way they shop for anything. You don't always go and buy the same, for me, it would be like chicken strips and beef patties and salad. From, I mean, actually, I do. But most people buy strips, salad, and beef patties. But like... <laughs> People want different things, Every, especially when you live in a, in a very diverse city that's got a lot going on. Like, you know, it's very cosmopolitan. You want to do different things. And, and so that it allows you to do it without being financially obligated to be like, oh, man, I got to go back to the gym today because otherwise I don't get my money's worth. It's like, no, you, you go when you want. You don't go when you want. It's kind of easy that way. You know? And that's a great model. And that's, I'll be honest, that's, I think that's because of that old mentality has scared a lot of people off from it. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, why am I still paying for a gym membership? I don't go. I'm never going to go back. I don't give a shit. And they're like, yeah. well, cancel my card. I'm going to cancel my card in my bank account and move to another city just so you can't get this $25 a month. It's no joke. It is You're gonna no joke. 
you're going to love this, guys. When I became a trainer originally in Toronto, I was like, I was working construction most summers and stuff uh, between school. And then I wanted like a summer I didn't, you know, do something else. And I was always at the gym anyway. So I was like, okay. Um, I went, I got my, I was getting my personal training thing. And I went to this gym. It was horrible, sleazy guys. Took this, uh, a lot of space over called Extreme Fitness back in the day. He said, 10 days free. And I was like, great. I'm going actually on vacation with my ex-girlfriend in New York after that. So 10 days and I'll just cancel it. That's really nice. I get to work out with my friend for 10 days. And then the 10 day mark comes. I say, listen, I'm rushing to get to the bus or whatever. Could I just do it on the phone? Like you have to impress. I'm like, well, could, could, like, could I do it when I get back? Like, don't worry. You can do it when you get back. I get back. Like, no, sorry. You have a year. You have 12 months is going to be taken out of your card now and all this stuff. And at the time I had already been accepted to law school. And so I was like, <laughs> I said to the guy, I got up to like the owner of that, uh, that franchise. And he's like, well, listen, Hey, what can I tell you? You got a great membership. And I was like, Hey, what can I tell you? When I take you to small claims court, it's not about the time you're going to waste. It's about every single of the 22 employees that I've spoken to at your gym in the last 10 days. I'm going to subpoena them as witnesses. They're going to have to come down. You're going to have to pay them for a day of work when they're not at the gym. So <laughs> let's, let's have some fun for instead of 12 months. And then he goes, you said you, you, you personal trainer. I said, yeah. He said, why don't you come work for me instead? I'll cancel membership. <laughs> I got a job working for this guy. Get the fuck I, I out of here. No. He was sleazy as fuck, man. Like I'm, yeah, I quit pretty soon after, but. Tracksuit on at all times, a velour tracksuit. Please tell me. It was almost like that. You know, like the gutting. And I like how you talk. Come work for me. We'll just make this happen. His name was In his mind, though, he's seen a smart business. He's like, I'm going to, I want to make money off this kid one way or the other. So let's try this way then. No, we've had, we've had, when I was working in the tower industry, like climbing cell phone towers, we've hired uh, graffiti artists. Like, well, all right, you can obviously climb to tag our towers. Why not get paid more to climb and, (laughs) like, do it legally? So you made, uh, you talked about it. uh, You just mentioned the franchise. For the business, because Sean's had some really good entrepreneurs and all that stuff on his show. Can people franchise with berries? Like, how does that work? Or do you have to be chosen for a certain location? Or how does that work? For the most part now, um, that's a bit above my pay grade. For the most part now, it's it's all okay. it's all owned by one corporate entity because we really we really wanted to. Um, we had a new private equity group by us by us a long time ago, and we really sort of shored things up. And we wanted anywhere you go in the world, you get the same level of experience. Mm-hmm. So we're not huge into the franchise game anymore, unless you're outside of North America. And then it, that makes sense to do because it's, it's a little too hard to run it from like yep. a corporate headquarters in LA. Um, but for the most part, no, any barriers you go to, you're going to get, it's pretty much like, it's just a part of the family. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love it. We're going to get ready to, to close the bar up, up here. So classes seven days a week, berries dot com for the web, for the website. Um, are you still doing any Krav Maga training with people or is that? I feel bad. It's been like, I, I took on, there was a friend of mine that um, she was going through some family stuff and she just felt insecure. So we, we started training a little bit uh, a little while ago, but uh, I, anytime a friend asks or something like that, we can do it. But I you keep uh, up yeah, for I, yourself more. So now I, you know what? I, I try to just stay fit and, and ready. And now I'm honestly like 200 pounds. Now I don't think anybody's going to mess with me. <laughs> you'll do all right it's amazing yeah, i saw i saw that impromptu flex when he was telling us how to talk i'm like yeah i'm gonna need you to stop doing that <laughs> i feel like right. i should go cry and <laughs> plus my wife was a kickboxing instructor so i'm fine i'm she she protects me now i, I don't need to do it who's the one uh but, but uh god the bow, bow tie bow tie what the hell was that one? Oh, 
Tybo. Tybo. Philly Blanks. Philly Blanks, Tybo. Let's get out of it, guys. Let's go. Oh, I loved him. Those infomercials were amazing. Uh, God, that and then the gazelle. You need to get a gazelle. That was I did insanity, man. Ins- I, did a, I did a full round of insanity. Did you do insanity? Yeah, it, it kicked my ass when I was You guys ever tried back in the day P90X? Remember that so, one? Yeah. I, I didn't do it. I had a guy that I worked with, another Marine, that, that did P90X. Never lifted a weight. Never ran. Just would come into the gym it, where our command was. We had a TV with a, a DVD player. He would yeah. put the P90X DVDs on. And he was a 300 PFT and never just doing those videos because yeah. it was so intense. I was like, dude, that's Honestly, the guy, the guy, it was a good program. I, I tried, I just lit my apartments were always too small to really do it. Cause there's a lot of jumping back and forth. Yeah, You have but to have dude, a lot of room and programs. have people underneath you. If you're doing PNBX or insanity. Yeah. And, and folks, look, if you, if you're looking to re- reach out to Chris and you want to know, you know, where he's going to be at, or you want to find out about his private, uh, only <laughs> private, only fans. <laughs> What he calls training, what he calls training and working out. I keep waiting for his wife's name to pop back up there. <laughs> hey, it's just going to pop up in a minute and go, hey, mother. And then dot, dot, dot. She just and cuts the power to the house. Started, the only people that have ever asked me to start an OnlyFans are my gay buddies. I don't think any woman in the world wants to That's, see. Well, Sean's in that category. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot of, I have a lot of, uh, gay friends and maybe some of them saw your picture and were like hey and i'm like dude you're almost in you're in your 60s i don't think that was you um but you know these things happen these things happen and trust me i've already shared this podcast to uh a few a few gay wet uh facebook pages <laughs> Uh, I thought you were going to say to OnlyFans. No, nope, no, nope, but <laughs> I don't know uh, how it works. Once your OnlyFans starts, I just need I need a cut of the money because that was my idea. Uh, I feel like I'd have to shave more. more oh no, you, my body just call you an otter or a bear. You're it's cool. Okay. It's, not, it's not like his mom and his sister and everyone. No, you're good. You're yeah, good, guys. My mom said. My mom said. Dude, she's gonna she's gonna text me right after this. What's an OnlyFans? I was just gonna say she's googling right now. What is Only? Don't do it, mom. Just stop. don't do it. Oh god, it's so great. But so look, you can find find Chris at at the underscore cuddly Canadian on Instagram. You can if you have workout questions, you have fitness questions. Maybe you're traveling around and you're going to be in the Toronto area and you want to know about one of these berries classes, you can reach out to him. See what, see what they've got going on. I love your mom already. She's just sending laughy, laughy, laughy. I love it. She's the best already. Uh, anytime I have somebody on and their mom's listening, it's the best. Cause moms are like, we all want to be like, not my mom. She's amazing. And then moms are like, ha ha ha. You don't have a clue. I know everything. So, so make sure you already said she's better at Facebook than you, so. It's um, true, yeah. So, so she maybe, better not have an OnlyFans. Oh God, that. <laughs> Jesus. Well, so, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and turn this off and head out. All right, can we? We'll, we'll edit that part. We'll edit that part. Oh, no. oh there's no editing, kid. We're live. Oh, there's no editing. This is live, 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 live. Nicole, let's see what your thoughts are on that. Mom's got an OnlyFans. Let's see. Here. I couldn't figure out how all these cruises were happening. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. I love it. And, and folks, oh. there, there was like I, very little alcohol involved in this show. See, the adrenaline's already pumped. I'm on Sober November. This is, I know. This is Dude, I've, never heard, I've heard of Sober October. I've ne- and I'm telling you, I've heard of Sober October. And then there's No Shave November. 
and I've heard the other November, but I've never heard of yeah. Hey, good. Shy says there's no alcohol just, involved. Honestly, I saw. I saw at one point you pull a bottle off the shelf over your right. left shoulder. Yeah, that was good. That was smooth. <laughs> See now you no. Don't show me right now. I'm two days in this over November. Wait, brother. I mean, look. More power to you. I, I I love it. So make sure you though you can reach Chris on Instagram and you can find out about berries and all all, all the great things they're doing. It's just an amazingly. Uh, wait. Hold on, hold on, Nicole. It's not. Oliphant, that's Timothy Oliphant, who is an amazing actor, great in the TV, in the movie. Uh, the crazy no, Nicole, it is. Go with that. Go with uh, that. You, you know what? You will be happy, Nicole, if you Google Oliphant, Timothy Oliphant, you will be happy because he is an amazing, amazing actor. Um, I love, I'm a huge Timothy Oliphant fan. Hopefully, they'll get him in the MCU or something like that. Um, there's go your next shirt, though. There's your next shirt, though, Sean. Uh, yeah. Just do it. The OnlyFans theme, but just do it as Oliphant. The <laughs> Oliphant. No one gets unless they listen to the show. Subscribe to my Oliphant. Subscribe yeah, to my it's, Oliphant. It's kind of like the whole Let's Go Brandon type kind of yeah, thing, where it's just Oliphant. Oliphant. I love it. I'm so that. Look, there we go, Dibs. There's our next one. Subscribe. We have so many shirts that like only matter if you watch the show. I still got to do the one that's the face trication. I keep saying I'm going to do that one. Uh, we had this great. Great guy. One, he's going to come back. We're doing a giveaway. Uh, and this is kind of, I'll, I'll segue into this real quick. Pay attention, folks. We got a giveaway coming up with Phoenix Shaving for a starter kit from Phoenix Shaving. Do you know what Phoenix Shaving is, Chris? That's the, like the, the shave club where it sends to you or? It doesn't send to you, but it is kind of like a, a shaving organization and they have the best smells for all their stuff. It's all more classic. Like, like they have Old Spice that smells like Old Spice we grew up with. They have, yeah. um, they like I wear a lot of bay rum. That's my favorite smell is bay rum, and, and all these things. And even their shampoo, like instead of it being like a liquid shampoo, it looks like a hockey puck. There's one for you, Dib. <laughs> there they, you go. Uh, it looks like That's a hockey a sponsor. puck. And uh, we're gonna do a giveaway for those guys. But we he was on the show and we talked about guys that are constant that always do this that always rub their beard and, and always are constantly doing this. It's called face trication instead of masturbation. <laughs> face trication. And I'm like, I gotta do this shirt, and I, I just can't find the right image where it looks like a hand I going. I got you. I got you. It, you know what it is though. Wait, my wife keeps making me shave it off, like I, for the wedding and stuff. So I'm just so happy to get it back. I'm just like, oh, it's such I'm a going, comfort blanket. I'm a, I'm a Marine Corps rep for Reese Across America in December, and I had this big epiphany. I'm like, oh shit, it all has to go away. Like, no, yeah. like, I'm gonna nah. cry. Yeah, no, I can't do it. But you know, so that's coming up, folks. So make sure you're taking a look. And as we always say, you know, make sure if you're finding our show for the first time because of Chris, please give us a like, follow, go onto our uh, iTunes and give that five-star rating and leave a comment. You have no idea what that does for us, how valuable that follow is and that subscription is. This is how this grows. This is how more people hear Chris's story. This is how more people find the show. And here are all 152 other stories that we have out there. And if you didn't know that folks, this is episode 152. So there's 152 other story, 151 other stories out there of things you can learn about. Go take, take a look at those folks and listen to them. And again, if you have something that you're supporting, make sure that you, uh, thank you, Nicole. I appreciate you for that. That really means a lot. Uh, Eva, thank you so much for following also. Um, I appreciate you guys, but that's how we get this thing going. We get that sticker in a cause going, uh, Dibs, you got anything else coming up? I know you're getting ready to go do some drone work. What else you got? Uh, no, we got another game. Uh, we're home again this week. We won 15-2 to 2 
Uh, if you get us, yeah. Would you fucking play hockey? That's a football score. Football score. I know. Um, our team's good, man. We've got a lot of guys that just got caught. But go. We just started a new TikTok. Uh, Gaylord Snow Hockey. Go give it a follow. Give it a like. There's all sorts of fun content. There's a one-punch knockout that happened at our last game. So our guys are intense. And we've got some guys that are moving up. So, yeah. It's just getting into the, into the brunt of hockey season. All right. And don't log off after this, Chris. we got to talk for one minute after, after the show's over with. But something we do on every episode that's very, very, very important to me is the guest always gets the last word. So what's the last word for today? What Are you muted? Is he? Did he? You're, Chris, are you muted? How, how, how did you get muted? Hold on a second. <laughs> he mute, you muted your mic. Mike isn't connected, it says. This is great. I, I can't hear you, Chris. <laughs> no. You're still muted. How did you pull this off? The final word is, is Chris muted himself. We it's because he put one AirPod away, and then the AirPod got confused. And oh, you're, you're not connected. You're not connected. I can't unmute you. This is so great. <laughs> oh, this is so great. The, the first guy, time you yeah, – go, nope, yeah. go ahead and get the big pump up there. First time that I need something from him, and – he somehow completely muted himself. <laughs> Get, click on the screen. Like, let me help you out there, there, Jim, buddy. Um, on the screen, it should say somewhere about unmute. Can you unmute from the screen? I don't know. Where's your wife at? It's Corinna. Corinne? Corinne? Where's she at? I can't unmute you. Uh, I, you can hear me. I know you can hear me. I can see you pointing and giving thumbs up and all that. We None just of can't us hear you. <laughs> we okay. I mean, but- it's the big unmute button. There it is. Hey! <laughs> He's back. Hey, uh, wow. I can fix a car engine. I can't figure out a computer for the life. Okay. So <laughs> <need> your mom. <laughs> ah. No, sorry about that. One, one died. It was a little doot, 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 and then the other died, and then that, that's that's the extent of my technological knowledge. Oh, that's so great. So, so what is your final word? housekeeping where can i have this like am i gonna be able to share this link with my, my people so everyone can check this out after absolutely so so this link right now is live so as soon as you and i get done if they go on to facebook linkedin youtube twitter twitch uh, this is out there for them they can grab this without any problem and you can share it to everywhere and then the actual rest of the show uh there's karina uh please please help him with his ear pods karina yeah, please, yeah, karina. Uh, karina, please. Please help, help him out with that. Uh, Night, Nicole. Thank you for being great. We appreciate it. Look, Karina said, so she said, you figure it out. <laughs> but uh, no, so this is live. And then if they want to hear, maybe they're, hey, look, maybe they're in the gym and they want to listen back to this. The audio goes out at seven o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time on every platform you can even imagine. And I always tell everyone, if you're if you like it as much as I do, Make sure you take the person on the bus next to you's phone out of their hand while they're while they're playing Candy Crush and sift through their phone and make sure you make them subscribe. They'll appreciate it as a perfect stranger that you've done that for them. See, you can just tell Sean's a 210 pound Marine because most most people wouldn't just be so bold as to take the phone out of the person's hand next to them. <laughs> Let me see that motherfucker for a minute. <laughs> and then hand it back. And when they're like, what did you do? Be like, I did you a favor. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Well, I guess that's our final note then. You're welcome. We're all. 
Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.